1: Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. All right. What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast, The Art of Online Business here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Super appreciate it. Hope all's going well. Whatever you're up to right now. I am Rick Mulready, and you're listening to a bonus episode here on the podcast. So... Wanted to share a couple quick things with you. So, this is coming out on Monday, December 16th. Yesterday, December 15th, was my daughter Maya's one year birthday. <laughs> and I'm getting all emotional as I'm talking about that. I can't even believe she's a year old already. This year, holy cow, 2019 has flown by. It is like, you know, I, I talked to a lot of friends of mine who are parents and they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the first six months. I don't remember the first year of my son or daughter's life. I get that now. I mean, I, I do remember it. Of course, it's super fresh in my mind here, but holy cow, so many changes, so many amazing things. Just a few weeks ago, she took her first steps and I'm recording this on Friday December thirteenth and yesterday morning, December twelfth, she just, she just started walking in the morning. She was just like walking across the room, super stable. I was like, "Holy cow, what is going on here?" And uh, it's so amazing, just so amazing, being her dad and watching her, watching her grow up. And so yeah, we're celebrating her one year, one year birthday. She's one year old right now, and uh, gonna be celebra- celebrating. Really, our first Christmas together. We're going to be doing that up in Northern California with uh, Amy, my wife's family. So the other update I want to give you was we just wrapped up another retreat, uh, a December retreat for my July through December group for my Accelerator Mastermind. And we just did it on Monday and Tuesday this past week. And it was the best retreat I've ever done. It was amazing. It went by... Talk about thick time going by really quickly. It went by so fast. Like it was the end of the second night and what felt like a blink of an eye. Amy Porterfield came over to speak to the group on Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning, my good buddy Mel Abraham, who was recently on the to- on the podcast here talking about, you know, building your business around your life and setting priorities and all that stuff. He talked to the group on Tuesday morning, all about finances as online entrepreneurs and how to grow our net worth. I mean, it was just amazing. Hot seats, presentations. We spent a lot of time on priorities that I recommend focusing on for 2020, which I'll be talking more about here in the podcast coming up. But also, we planned 2020. I approach planning a year a little bit differently. And when it comes to productivity and getting things done, I have been fascinated by it. I don't know if fascinated is the right word. I've been really, really trying to figure it out. This is something that I've been working on since the birth of Maya. Because, you know, for those of you guys who have kids, you know, it changes everything. You're, you're, everything goes out the window when you have, you know, a young baby and, you You know, that's why I was really looking forward to bringing my guest on today's podcast to talk about how to actually get more done in less time. And so I think I've gotten better at it this year, but I'm also always improving from a productivity standpoint. You know, when I have conversations with people who are interviewing, who I'm interviewing to be in the mastermind Inevitably, every single conversation I have with people, they're talking about, I want to make sure I need help in figuring out if I'm spending my time on the right things. So they're not sure if they're working on the right things in their business. And they feel like they're just spinning their wheels. And they're doing all the things in their business. How do they stop? And so because of that, Neil Williams, my guest on today's podcast is a member of my October through March group, accelerator group. And I had her do a presentation at the October retreat for the mastermind. And it blew people away. It was all about how to get more done in your business in less time and while working less. And so Neil is known as the feel better coach. She is a certified life coach through Brooke Castillo's life coach school. She's a mom, she's a wife. And in addition to building her online coaching business, she's also uh, still in the corporate world. And she's a member, as I mentioned, of my uh, Accelerator Mastermind. And she's a super high achieving person. But what she was finding was it was hard to get all the things done that she needed to get done. And, you know, as a mom, as a wife, you know, growing an online business while also being in the corporate world. And so she eventually figured out that way to create the life that she wanted while taking care of herself in the process. And that is so key, right? I'm always talking about, and what I spend a lot of time on with the accelerator mastermind members is we're building the the business around our life, not our life around our business. And so as Neil likes to say, we all just want to be happy, right? After all, that's the whole point in life. And she says, you know, So many of us feel out of control in our life because of all the hats that we wear, you know, mom, boss, entrepreneur, wife, husband, father, and we're fed up with juggling all of those roles because it's exhausting, right? And so Neil really talks about if you're ready to take control of your life again, it starts with taking control of your time. Because when you solve the time problem, you feel proud, accomplished, energized, and motivated, and most importantly, in control. And so Neil primarily works with female entrepreneurs, the ones who are wearing all the hats. Maybe they are still in the corporate world and creating an online business. Maybe they have you know they have a family, they're just wearing a lot of hats and they're feeling out of control, and things are slipping in their life. And so after that session that Neil did, at the retreat I was like you got to come on the podcast and talk about this talk about what your what your strategies are and so in this episode here Neil Williams reveals what her life looks like now including what she does to build a successful coaching business by only working 3 days a week and she gets more done in 25 to 30 hours than she had previously done in 50 to 60 hours. And there was a mindset shift that was needed, right? And today, Neil is going to share what that mindset shift is, as well as her complete system that she uses to crush each week and each month and each quarter and thus each year and how you can do the same, okay? Look, as a listener of this podcast, hopefully you know by now that you do not have to be working 18-hour days to have... A successful business, right? And our schedules don't have to be jam-packed with things to do every single day, right? Remember, it's not hard work and hustle that will generate the results that you want to see. And that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about here today. If you're looking to accomplish more in your business and see bigger results, not only in your business, but also in your personal life in less time, you're going to love this episode. Here's Neil Williams. Neil, welcome to the podcast. How you doing?
2: I'm great, Ray. Thanks so much for having me.
1: I understand you're a little bit nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> no need to be nervous. Guys, I just told Neil, I said, this is like we're sitting out for coffee, chatting about this, and by the time we finish up, you're gonna, and she's going to be like, holy cow, wait, that was it? I Meaning that was so much fun, right? <laughs> so I'm so excited to. I'm putting Neil on the spot right now. I'm, Neil, I'm so excited to have you on here. Because you are an expert in helping people accomplish more, but in less time, right? Because this is something that I've been really, especially this year with the birth of my daughter, where, you know, I used to be nice and scheduled and (laughs) all that. And then she was born, we're coming up on a year. She was born last December in 2018. And then it was like, holy cow, everything's been thrown into, and obviously in a good way, but like, how do I, how do I get more done in less time? How do I make sure I'm scheduling things like that? And, uh, and guys, Neil is a member of my accelerator mastermind. And we had a retreat here in San Diego a month ago, two months, a month ago, at the time we were recording this. And each of the members did a little tiny, well, a few of the members, I should say, did a little tiny training for the rest of the group. And Neil taught just a touch of what we're gonna be talking about here today. And people were like, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I talk with you more about that? Can I jump on a session with you to go over that? So I was like, no, you got to come on the podcast and share with my audience a little bit of your brilliance and in, in what you do with people. So with that, tell people a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you, in your words, do for entrepreneurs.
2: Yeah. So I'm a certified life coach and entrepreneur. I was certified through Brooke Castillo's, the life coach school, and I'm going through her master coach training. So I'm soon to be master certified coach, which is awesome. And I am a mom and a wife and still an employee and building my business. And it's, my story is a little bit kind of similar to yours, Rick, where, um, I had a son, and I was that high-achieving corporate mom who was just hell-bent on keeping everything the same. Like, I needed to keep working the same number of hours and keep life exactly the same, but still add in this mom role, and it was just really hard to do, and I was feeling like I was failing at all pieces of it, and I decided there had to be a better way to do this. So I went on this journey, I hired my own coach and it took me a while, but I figured out how to get my work done so that I could have the life that I wanted and what that meant was to still be present and engaged as a mom, to still have a real connected relationship with my husband that wasn't just this transactional who's picking the kid up and where and who and what is happening each day, but like really genuinely maintaining that relationship And also taking care of myself because I think like a lot of working moms, we delegate ourselves to the very bottom of everything and then we feel like our lives are completely out of control. So I just decided that I was going to figure out how to do this and I did. And the way that looks for me now is I have figured out how to be an entrepreneur building a successful business in three days a week. I figured out how to do my corporate job in three days a week. So I figured out how to reduce my 50, 60 hour work schedule down to basically 25 to 30 and get the same amount done, create the same amount of value just in fewer hours of time.
1: All right. Now you're talking my language here because this (laughs) is, you know, I realize that I'm not your quote unquote ideal audience. However, regardless of everybody listening, male or female, what Neil's going to share here is going to help all of us. And I literally have my Google doc open as she's talking here to take a bunch of notes because I'm selfishly asking a whole bunch of questions here as well. And so how did you do that? When you went to, you realize like, Holy cow, I have a, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it a problem here, but like we're at a critical mass, right? We have a full-time job. You have a kid, you have a husband. you have a family, you have a life, got to take care of yourself you know, and so many of us, right, can empathize with that, with so much stuff going on. When you reach that critical mass, you said that you got a coach and like so many amazing businesses out there, they're born out of solving our own problems, Mm -hmm. right? So take us through what that looked like for you in starting to solve that. And what I want to do is kind of lead into your approach now, in working with busy moms, whether on the corporate side or on the entrepreneurial side?
2: Yeah. So I just decided, like, I started with like, what, these are the two, the question that I asked myself, who and what is most important to me right now? Because I think what I carried with me before I was a mom was all of these things before being a mom still were important and mattered. But once I became a mom, that looked a little bit different. And I had to really like pause for a second and ask myself that question again and then decide. And I decided like my top five priorities. And then I started looking at like, okay, if that is what is important to me right now, how do I line up my calendar and my life to reflect that? And it was a matter of looking in a and making hard decisions really like then listing out all the things that I wanted to do. And if those things didn't line up with the priorities, they got cut out and maybe they're not cut out forever, but for this period of time of my life right now, that they just didn't get time or space in my life. And I think the, one of the most important things that I learned was that it's okay for me to make myself my number one priority which I think is so hard for at least my clients. I know, this is for you. You can probably resonate with this too. But like when you're a parent, it's like, is that even fair for me to say that I'm the the most important priority? And I got to the point where I, I did decide that the reason why I was the most important priority was because I was a parent and because I'm a wife and because I have this business and I'm helping other people really learn how to schedule their work around their life. So once I decided that, then I started looking at my calendar and thinking about, okay, so if I'm my number one priority, then the activities that I do that support that go on my calendar first. Mm. And here's a really important distinction that I think we get caught up in making. It doesn't mean that I have more time and number of hours on my calendar To take care of myself than anything else what it means is what goes on my calendar first are the things that take care of me things like eight hours of sleep and going on runs and doing my kettlebell and yoga training workouts Mm -hmm. those things go on my calendar first and then my priority number two is my husband and so what that means is that my time with him like a regular scheduled date night goes next And so on down my priority list. And what that does is it aligns the life, the who and the what that's most important with the time in the way that I'm putting it on my calendar. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Meaning the order in which you're putting on the calendar, because that's priority. That's right. What comes to my mind, and this is a conversation I had with my wife, Amy, this year about... We have to prioritize ourselves. I mean, Grant, we've, you know, we've, you know, Maya's 11 months old right now, yeah. but it's, you know, and obviously she's a priority. She is the priority. However, what I've said to Amy before is like, we have to kind of approach it like the whole put your oxygen mask on first, because okay. then you can't help anybody else. Like, yeah. we, can't, we can't serve her. We can't serve, you know, our business our spouse, like anything, like we have to take care of ourselves first. Now, what about the person saying, okay, this is all well and good, but like, then I have no time on there for my business.
2: Yeah. I think that is kind of the fallacy, right? Like we think that there's not enough time for all the things, but if you really stop and look at what's important, because my business is important to me, it's my priority number four. So my time for my business goes on there next. Yeah. And what that means is I have to be really, I don't want to say like I constrain the things that are most important in my business. Like I'll, I look at my week, I look at my month, I look at my quarter and I ask myself, what are the rocks? What are the most important things that need to go on my calendar as activities under my business priority to move myself ahead to meet those goals? And those are the things that get the time. So there's things that I think we think are important, but they're...
1: What's an example of that? I know. feel urgent,
2: (laughs) but aren't necessarily high value added things like email for a month.
1: It's
2: not a high value activity. So for instance, I do have time on my calendar for email, but it's in a batch form. I don't check my email every single day. I'm not, I don't have my notifications up on my computer so that I see every time someone emails me or Slack or Messenger or any of the other apps that want our immediate attention. Yeah. So it's really like constraining the amount of time that you have on your calendar and being really clear about when you go do those activities.
1: Okay. So the big mistake that people make, and I've done this as well. And I mean, who am I kidding? I still do this Mm -hmm. is I don't prioritize, you know, like the values, right. What's most important to me. Mm -hmm. And You know, for me, Maya and Amy, my wife, are the most important. And I do need to, I actually need to, I mean, based on our conversation here, not based on, I know this, for me personally, is I do need to prioritize my health. Mm -hmm. And that's something, frankly, I haven't done a very good job of this year. Mm -hmm. And I have let that take the back burner, like so many of us, right? That like we're talking about here. So figuring out, A... What our values are, and then B. Once we're clear on what those values and what are, what's most important, putting stuff on the calendar in that order. So, for example, if I want to put a workout in there on, you know, I want to get, I want to work out, I don't know, three times a week from twelve to one. Well, that goes on the calendar first and foremost, and then everything else gets scheduled around that. Yeah. So you mentioned like the whole what's not important things that are not really important. That's one of the biggest things that I hear from people is that they're not really sure what they quote unquote should be spending their time on. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that and where those things again, quote unquote should be put into your calendar to ensure that you're getting those things done.
2: Yeah. I think I'd like to answer this question in terms of different priorities. So like let's take for instance, like your business or your job, if you're an employee, what's most important. And I think that changes over time, right? So just like you, I want to go back to what you just said a second ago about where you haven't put yourself as number one. I'm not suggesting that in all of the time of all of our lives, you have to be number one. There are times in my life, even especially because I'm an entrepreneur and building my business where I have flipped that, where my business has been number one, because I've had something really high priority that I want done in there. And that's okay to kind of those flip around.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, So that's an important point. But then as far as like in your business, I think you figure out what's important by deciding what your goals are. So you set a goal and then all the activities that you're doing go to support the creation of that goal. So for instance, for me, because my business is new, one of the most important activities that I can do to grow my business is sell. And you, you were talking about this at the retreat and you asked us like, what are the top three things you can be doing <laughs> in your business? <laughs> sell, sell, sell. And I really took that heart. Like that is actually true if you're not generating revenue, you really don't have a business, right? Yep. So if you have a revenue right. goal, selling is probably one of the priority things on your list under your business activities. So for me, it's stepping back and thinking about, okay, so this is the goal that I have now. What activities do I need to do to support the creation of that goal? Yes. And email I would suggest is generally not one of the things that go to support a goal Right.
1: Yes, exactly. So this might be where like maybe setting up a sales funnel, uh, doing a webinar, I don't know, video series, doing a video, whatever that might be and working backwards from that end goal. Okay, I need to sell my, my coaching. Okay, cool. What is that? What's one way I could do that? Figuring out what that strategy looks like and then that's where you're focusing your time and prioritizing that time. Yeah. Talk about, I am and my team has told me this many times talk about the whole concept of what's the word I'm looking for under um, <laughs> estimating how long yeah. it's going to take to do something. <laughs> Cause yeah. I am infamous at doing this. I do this all the time and it does it like I had my wife tell me this the other day. She's like, I don't know. She's like how she's, Oh, she said, how long has Maya been sleeping? And I was yeah. like, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes. And she's like, all right, it's probably like 40 minutes because you're terrible at estimating the time. And I really am. And I'm trying to get better at it. So let's just say I put an hour time block on the calendar to whatever, work on webinar slides. Mm And actually I just said something right there that I think you'll (laughs) correct, you'll correct me on. So why don't we stop there? But yet, it's really going to take me two hours. So yeah. it's a loaded question here for you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm glad you pointed out because yes, I was going to point out that, um, and it sounds like a nuance in what you just said, right? I'm going to put an hour of time on my calendar to work on webinar slides. So what I teach my clients is we never plan time to work on something because what happens is you basically give your brain an indefinite deadline. And when you do that, it's going to take you way longer than it needs to to complete something. So the way that I teach my clients in in terms of scheduling time, we always schedule time to complete something. Now it may be maybe you have a webinar and this one hour block time, you're not going to complete all of the webinar slides, but you're going to complete ten of the sixty webinar slides. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a small nuance, but it's really important because you're teaching your brain about accomplishment and completion and finishing instead of just working on something. So that's the important distinction that I would make there. And for the people, and this was true for me too. It took me a while to learn this, but how do I schedule time to complete things? Especially like for entrepreneurs, this is a really tough thing to learn because you're doing so many new things. You're like, well, I'm going to record this video and I think it's going to take me an hour, but then it takes me four hours. (laughs) How do I know that? So it's really being able to be curious and willing to experiment. And the way I like to have my clients start experimenting is using their best guess of the amount of time, like for your example, one hour. And then I have them pad it. I have them add either 50% more time or maybe even double. So if you said that to me, I would say, okay, Rick, we're going to start out and instead of that one hour block, I'm going to have you schedule a two hour block to complete 20 slides of this webinar. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what's going to win your calendar. And then you're going to go do that. And if you've spent that full two hours, fully focused distraction free and you learn, Oh, it actually takes me longer right now than to do that. than I thought next week, we're going to schedule some additional time into your calendar uh, because we learned that that two hour block wasn't enough.
1: And a lot of that comes with tracking how well you, you stuck to, is that a daily thing you recommend? Or is that like, as soon as that time block is up, you like make a note, like how well that went.
2: Yeah. I think it's different for different people. I think at the very beginning, it's nice to like, at the end of the day, have a 15 minute period of time where it's like, okay, this worked, this didn't work. I'm going to do this different next week. Yeah. So this whole process is really learning about how to schedule your time for you. And everybody's a little bit different. You know, our efficiency levels are a little bit different. I teach all my clients, all my tips and tricks to get things done, but still human to human, there is some variances. So it's an experimentation process to figure out like, okay, these are the things I need to get done this week. This is the amount of time that it's going to reasonably take me to do it. Now, the one thing that I will point out is, I teach my clients this in terms of being focused in the time that we schedule. So this does not mean like going into your phone every 15 minutes and checking Instagram or Facebook, right? (laughs) Like that is not part of the scheduling time. So if you're doing that, of course it's going to take you more time. Yeah. And if you're completely focused and distraction free,
1: I took it. That's exactly why I took a note. I said distraction free. So (laughs) shutting off your notifications on your phone, shutting off your notifications on your computer, Like maybe it's closing a browser, whatever it is to set that time up for success. And a lot of what you're talking about here is, what is it? Parkinson's law, like task expands the amount of time that you give it. I used to, this is something I used to do being like, all right, I have all day to do something. Mm -hmm. And what would happen? Like by the end of the day, I would get it done. Mm -hmm. But like, I could have gotten done, you know, in 90 minutes earlier in the day. Hey, my friend, real quick. If you are an online expert, you're an online educator, you're a course creator, you're a coach or a consultant, etc. And you've already achieved a certain level of success in your business, but you're now spinning your wheels to get to the next level, whether that's to break through six figures, maybe multiple six figures or even seven figures, you very likely do not need another course or to read more books. What you need is a cohesive growth strategy. I'm now taking applications for my next six-month accelerator mastermind. So if you're ready for coaching, support, community, and accountability in taking your online expert business to the next level, then my six-month accelerator mastermind may be for you so to learn more and schedule your free strategy session with me to find out if you might be a fit for the accelerator go to rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator to apply again it's rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator okay let's jump back in something you said there what was it that jogged a question for me talking about oh as you put things on the calendar so I want to get very tactical here in just a second as far as like, all right, planning out the week, because this is something that I, I frankly really struggle with. I've gotten better, but I'm not where I want to be. And I talk to a lot of people who struggle with the same thing when I left the corporate world. So now it is six, no, seven years ago now. Holy cow. Seven years ago. I was like, I have all this free time, you know, freedom. This is what I want. But what I've really found is that the more structure, and this is what you're talking about, Neil, the more structure you have in your calendar, in your schedule, that's what actually gives you the more freedom. Yeah. It's ironic, right? It's like, it kind of doesn't make sense. Talk a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, it's counterintuitive. And I think um, I have a lot of clients that come to me and when I <laughs> take them through this process, and it's pretty detailed. I mean, I, we get down to the really nitty gritty and putting it all on their calendar and their brain wants to resist it a little bit because they feel like then they're controlled by their calendar. Yes. And they are like, I left the corporate world for this exact reason. Yes. <laughs> I want to be controlled yes. by someone else's schedule. But the thing that I remind them is you are the one creating this schedule. You are dictating what goes on your calendar, not someone else. Yep. And the reason that we're doing this is so that We're scheduling your work so that you get the rest of your life to look exactly the way you want it to. That's the whole, like, that's the reason why a lot of us decide to become entrepreneurs. We take on all the risk and all of this, but the flip side is we are in complete control of our lives and our schedule. And that's the reason why a lot of us do that. And so when you schedule your time and you have your work week scheduled in there, the whole rest of your life is for you. And all you really need to do is just follow that plan. And then you get to have the rest of your life to do whatever it is that you want to do. Be a mom, go do your hobbies, be a wife, all of that extra stuff that you felt like you didn't have time to do as an employee in the corporate world, you have available to you. So it really creates freedom. And the way, one of the ways that I help my clients see that, we actually schedule what I call white space into their calendar. It's nothing time. And that means like, I can't tell you, like, I get so excited for my month, nothing time every week. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to be responsible for anyone or anything. I can literally just do whatever I want. And there is just like so much freedom and joy in that.
1: And that's usually when you, like you get ideas. Totally. Yeah. Like, Oh, I should try this. Oh, like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Or yes. maybe you're listening to a podcast or whatever. And you're like, Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. But so when you do that, like, how long are we talking about? Because some people might be like, well, I don't have time to, you know, right. schedule in the white time, the white right. space.
2: And what I would say is if you think you don't have time, you need to come mm-hmm. see me. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show you how to schedule
2: it so that you do have that. And I think that is one of the real reasons why we feel so overscheduled and so busy is because we don't have the white space. And I've noticed this even in my son. So I've instituted this one hour for him on Sunday afternoon where literally he has no structure. He can't go to a screen, nothing. I'm like, this is just for you and your brain. And he's like, I... Don't know, mom. I really don't like this. I don't know what to do with myself. And I think that's so important for me to recognize as a mom, like I've set his life up so that he always has something that he's doing. He doesn't even understand what it's like to have this space. Yeah. But because I have done that, even noticing in him like the creativity that comes out in him, like he'll go, (laughs) he's a Montessori kid. So he goes to the recycle bin and pulls all the stuff out of the recycle bin and starts building something or some project But that creativity wouldn't have had a space to manifest if I wouldn't have given him the white space to do it. And it's the same that's true for us as adults, right? Just like you said, we get ideas. This is something that I have really started purposefully creating in my life. So I have the one hour on Sunday, but I also have blocks throughout the week where I do this. And Brooke calls this super thinking. But it's really like just letting your brain go wild. Like you can ask yourself a a question. If there's something that, some problem that you have and you want a solution, like just going for a walk, asking yourself a question, just letting your brain offer up solutions to you.
1: Yeah,
2: It's an amazing process. And I think for entrepreneurs, one of the most amazing gifts you can give yourself in your business.
1: And I love that idea. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that when you're doing that type of thinking, get out of the environment yes. that you're normally working in, whether you're in an office, whether you're at a coffee shop, whatever it is like me, I'm in it. I'm like sweating right now in a little phone booth thing and we work right now, <laughs> but like it'd be getting out of the environment, go for a walk, go to the gym, whatever it is, get out of that environment to, I love that. Like pose a question to your brain and like, let it go, let it go wild. Yeah. Just just bring a little notebook with you to write, to write down.
2: Yeah, totally. And like, I do this a lot and we call this belief walks in my coaching community, but I bring my phone with me and a lot of times I just hit record and just record like what's going on in my brain and just speak it into the phone. So then I have it um, when I come back and the thing for your listeners. So if they try this, I want them to know that when they try this and their brain resists, that's pretty normal. So if you've never given your, your brain the space to just think, it's going to throw a little bit of a tantrum probably at the beginning. But if you just like let it throw the tantrum and just settle into it after about five or 10 minutes, you'll notice that it will start just generating ideas and thoughts that you wouldn't have had, had you been busy in front of your computer.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, my brain would, is definitely like that. And, and again, I need to do a much better job at that. And that's one of my goals here is to allow myself that time, not only for the white space, but also for like thinking through something, you know, and one thing I heard, I don't know, years ago is like do that right before you go to sleep Mm -hmm. and let your subconscious work on it. That didn't work for me because then my brain wouldn't shut off at night. (laughs) And my brain doesn't shut off period, but like, it just, it made it harder for me to sleep. So I've not done that. But, you know, like, for example, I was on my wife and I took Maya to New Hampshire to visit my family in the past few days. And like, you know, we're on long flights and you're just hanging out. And so I remember breaking out the notebook last week on my flight back East and I was like writing all kinds of ideas down because I was like, here I am just sitting, you know, Maya sleeping and all I'm just hanging out in the, on the flight here. So yeah. I had that time to be able to do that. Why is this so difficult? Why is this like everything you're talking about here sounds, it's kind of like, well, it's, it sounds obvious. Right. <laughs> but so many people, including myself, struggle with this sort of thing. Why is it so difficult for people to, what's keeping people from doing this? Right. This whole system, if you will, of, you know, number one, being clear on your values. Number two, you know, identifying what your priorities are and then scheduling on your calendar based on what the priorities are so that you can get the things done that are most important to you and scheduling in the way like this whole system, if you will, mm-hmm. sounds so logical, but yet we have so we have such a hard time doing it yeah. or getting even getting ourselves to do it. Why do you think that is?
2: Yeah, I think it stems a little bit from the way we've grown up and kind of our education system. If you think about it, like we've grown up up in this way, and like everything's kind of just dialed in for us. Like, yeah, go to school be- between this and this, and we have a one hour each period for this. And like college is kind of the same way. We start to learn a little bit more about our own independence and scheduling in college, but there's no course that we take. There's nobody that like teaches us all of these tools to be able to manage our time. It's like, we're kind of like, here, we're going to put you in this container and this is what your time looks like. And like, okay, here you go. You've graduated. Now you're on your own figure it out. And unless you're really intentional about figuring out how to do it, or you have maybe some training that comes your way in your corporate job, or you seek it out, it's just not something that's part of our everyday knowledge. And I think we're learning a lot. I mean, there's so much that's coming to light in terms of brain science and what we're learning about the brain and how efficient it is and how it works and how we incorporate that into what we do in terms of our time, that there's just new things happening all the time. And unless you're like a nerd like me and you like read all that stuff and learn how to like actually synthesize it and put it into your daily life and take action on it, it's just not something that we would necessarily do. Yeah. So the information is out there, but you have to look for it and intentionally actually do it. Here's the other thing. We really, a lot of us like to learn. Like I am, <laughs> I mean, you could look at my closet and see all the books that I have. And I have a million podcasts. I love mm-hmm. content. I love learning new things, but all those things are great but they don't actually move my life forward unless I, I put them into practice. And I think yeah. this is where the breakdown happens mostly. Like we learn all these things, but then we don't actually do them. Yeah. And so it's the doing of them and the practicing of them that actually creates change and results in our lives. Yeah.
1: And the quicker, you know, you and I've talked about this, the quicker that you can implement whatever that is to see if it worked yeah. like the the better off you're going to be like put an action, test it out. Does it work? No. Okay. Why didn't it work? Is it yeah. something you can change, make the change, keep going forward. If it worked. Oh, awesome. Cool. Let's do more of what's working, but it's the speed at which you can get to that point. That's going to be a real game changer for you. Right. You said something earlier about, and this is what I'm fascinating with because I experienced this too very much. And it's taken me a while to accept that, more structure equals freedom, Yeah, but like, and I'm still like, I have some weeks are much better than others, but, and I'm looking at my calendar right now and it's like, not as it's like, not, I mean, granted it's Thanksgiving week, so it's a little bit different, but what is it that when our brain looks at our calendar and it's full of things, mm-hmm. granted, let's just say that there are priority, like, like based on what you're, what, what you're talking about, yeah. it's overwhelming for the brain. Because I look at that and I'm one that, I mean, the whole reason I became an entrepreneur is because I hate, I love to do my own thing. I don't like taking orders from anybody. Yeah. So I look at that as being, feeling confined. Mm -hmm. When in reality, I know the opposite is true, but looking at it, my brain saying, oh, that is, you're being confined right now based on that. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: I think that is... That's a mindset, right? So you could look at your calendar and say, oh, there's that thing on there. And right now in this moment, I don't really feel like doing that thing. Yeah. Right. And you can certainly, it's your choice just as a human being with agency to make decisions. You can decide I'm not going to do that. But then you have to kind of look ahead. So I, I, I I ask my clients every time this comes up for them. It's not that there's anything different about you. We all have this. I have this. I put things on my calendar and I get to whatever Tuesday at nine o'clock and I'm like, Oh, I don't really want to do this, but here's what I always ask myself. How am I going to feel about it? Two hours from now, am I going to be really proud of myself and feel accomplished because I did it? And if I don't do it, what does that consequence look like? Like, it's something if it's on my calendar it's probably something i know i have to get done so that means it's going to take up space other places so does that mean then that i'm going to be working when my son's home from school and i don't really want to be do that does it mean i have to eat up my one hour of white space to get that thing done because i didn't follow my calendar so there is a consequence to that right so i always ask myself like am i okay with that consequence or not yeah and like how am i going to feel about myself having followed through on this plan. And here's what happens typically, nine times out of 10, if you follow your plan, even when you don't feel like it, and this is a skill, this is an actual skill you have to learn. It's not like something you're just born with. (laughs) Like following your plan after you make it, even when you don't feel like it, at the end of the time, when you get to the end of the day and you've done all the things on your list, it feels amazing. And you feel really proud of yourself. You feel super accomplished. And then you feel like for me, And this is true for some of my clients too. like the downtime and the white space is so much sweeter because I know that I've gotten everything done and I don't have to worry or feel overwhelmed about stuff that I didn't get done that I have to now reschedule to a different time. It just makes that space like I can be more present and engaged as a mom and as a wife. Yeah. So for me, that's a big enough why. So I think it's about finding your why for why you put that thing on your calendar in the first place and why you actually are going to follow through with it even in the moment if you don't want to.
1: I love that. And I want to play devil's advocate on that a little bit. And because this question came up when you were chatting with the accelerator group and I was like, absolutely. That's like, that's a question that I would have yeah. because I work very much off of like energetically where mm-hmm. I'm a morning person. By the time I hit, you know, two, three in the afternoon, I'm pretty cooked at that point. So the stuff I'm doing at that point in the day is a, a lot less, you know, brain taxing, if you will, than my morning stuff. Now, what if you get to a point where it's like you said, nine o'clock on a Tuesday, you have something on your calendar. You're like, oh, I don't really don't feel like doing this here. A hundred percent. I understand what you're saying. And I agree with you. I'm, and I'm very curious about this. What if I look at it and say, you know what? If I do this, I understand what I'm going to feel like afterwards, but I know it's not going to be, this is what my brain would say. It's not going to be as good as I think it could be if I were to do it at a different time when I'm more energetically ready to do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think this goes into like perfectionism and all that stuff, good enough and all that stuff. But what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think for sure. I think the way that I look at it is... So our, our feelings, our emotional energy drive all of our actions. So I think you have those times in your life and throughout your day, your energy levels, you know, ebb and yep. flow. And you have that time that you're talking about where it's super high energy. You're excited, you're motivated, you're inspired. And it's kind of like being in that flow state and everything just yeah. like you get things done like so fast and like everything is just clicking, right? And that is a high productivity space to be in. And there's the other times where you don't feel that way. And the way that I like to teach my clients, and of course, everybody's a little bit different, but you can still feel committed and you can still feel dedicated to your plan because of what you actually want in the long term and still create high levels of productivity from that space. It doesn't necessarily always have to be from this high vibrational space yeah. i mean obviously if we could all be there all the time that would be amazing sure but that's just not the reality right so then if we think about if we're only there there's the idea of the balance of emotions so about 50 percent of the time we feel really great happy energized and about 50 percent of the time we don't we feel the negative emotions of the lower level emotions that's just part of what it is to be a human so if we're only creating and producing in that high vibrational frequency, we're missing out on some of the productivity that can happen in the other half. And so that's where I teach my clients to leverage. Maybe not, maybe not, we're not creating in that full 50%, but maybe we're using a piece of that 50% of lower vibrational energy to still create some results in our business. And like you said, though, and this is exactly what I teach my clients. If you know yourself well enough to know like, the afternoon is where your energy level dips, then yeah, don't put the things on your calendar that yeah. require really focused, high brain power in the afternoon time, right? Yeah. I mean, put those down to the morning time where you, that's more where you're at. That makes sure. a
1: sense. Don't put creating video in the afternoon at three o'clock.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right.
1: <laughs> so Okay, so when do you recommend, so let's get tactical here, planning, yeah. out, planning out our week. Is it for you, And what you teach your clients, is it like Friday afternoon? Is it Sunday afternoon, Sunday night? Is it Monday morning? When do you recommend people do that?
2: So I recommend it is the very first thing that you do Monday morning. So I have every Monday on my calendar. The first hour of time is focus time. And my focus time is only dedicated to planning out my entire week. Okay. I'll do it in that first hour. I think about my priorities, what are the things that I want on my calendar for each of my five priorities, put them on my calendar. And then what's so great is I don't even really have to look or think about my schedule for the rest of the week. It's just there. Like I look at my calendar and like, oh yeah, I remember that I scheduled this for. So what happens is people think this is counterproductive, right? I think taking an hour of time to plan is such a waste of time, but what it ends up doing is saving you so much time because you're not having to think about, okay, so what should I be doing today? You do this for a week long. I also do this for a month long. So on the first day of every month, I think about my month and like what are my most important things that have to be completed by the end of the month. And I schedule in time for those throughout the month.
1: Love it. Yeah. And so, yeah like I think the key point there is, you know exactly what you're, you don't have to look at your schedule. I mean, you look at the schedule look to look at what you're doing, but you don't have to like schedule things in there because it's already planned out for you. And you know exactly what you're doing day in and day out for that, for right. that week. Right. What have we missed here? Is there anything that we haven't touched on that we'd be doing a disservice at this point? And granted, we could talk about this for hours, right? But like, right. you know, doing a disservice that we don't talk about right now.
2: Yeah, I think one of the other things that I've really been thinking about as I've been working with my clients is that everybody's ideal work week looks different. So mm-hmm. when I say that, I, I'm talking about the number of hours per week that you're scheduling in for your work time. And I think we've gotten in this trap. I just Googled this this morning, actually, to look like <laughs> where the 40 hour work week came from. And it was literally, I mean, most people probably know this. It was created by Henry Ford, but that was back in 1926 for factory workers.
1: Yeah. That is almost a hundred years ago.
2: And almost nobody that I know of that's in, that I work with is a factory worker. Yeah. So if you are a working mom, if you are high achieving in a, in the corporate world or an entrepreneur, maybe question the 40 hour work week that doesn't necessarily apply to you. And I've been creating this formula for my clients to use to figure out, well, what does my ideal work week look like? And so I think if nothing else, sitting down and thinking about like how many hours does it really make sense for me to spend in my work, given that I want all of this other stuff in my life?
1: I love it. I heard it last week and I don't, I, I don't remember it because I caught it late because I got in the car, but I was listening to NPR and they were talking about a study and again, there's, there's tons of studies, right? About productivity and stuff like that. But it was mentioning exactly what you just mentioned about the 40 hour work week and, you know, Henry Ford and the factory line and all that stuff. They were referencing some studies, I think some fairly recent studies where productivity Increase. I forget the percentage, but massively increased revenue increase, the amount of sick days decreased and all that stuff. And like, I think it was like healthcare costs decrease. And just as a result of, I think it was 30 hours as a work week. And I, this is so fascinating to me. And I think it's fascinating to me because I'm still, you know, January, 2014 is when I started officially my business. And here we are almost six years later, and it's still very much a work in progress for me. Yeah. And I, I think that's why I'm so fascinated by it is because I'm always wanting to improve on doing exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah. And so I think that's so fascinating because we think like, oh, no, the more hours we work, the more productive that we are. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not working 18 hours a day, you're not an entrepreneur <laughs> right. or, or something like that.
2: Right. Because we're still steeped in that old idea that there's this trade for a number of hours to revenue, right. Yeah. Or a number of hours to money. Like those two are in the same equation. And what we're learning is that that's actually not true. It's that the value that you create is what generates the revenue or the money that's in your life. It's not based on number of hours, number of hours and hard work don't necessarily go together. Yeah. We have to shift our mindset into believing that the value we create in the number of hours that we decide to work is the thing that is creating the revenue.
1: Love it. I love it. I think that's a great place to wrap up. I do want to recap what we've been talking about here and please Neil, help me fill in the blank. So number one, you've got to start with the priorities. What are your priorities in your life? Is it yourself? Is it your family? Is it business? What are your priorities? And then from there, figuring out what what you want to get done during that week and then based on those priorities, filling in your schedule accordingly and estimating how much time something's going to take you to do it. And then constantly looking at how well you did quote unquote on estimating that time, you know, did you estimate an hour and it take two hours? Like for me, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and and that's a process, right? So like, oh, okay, it took me, it took me an hour longer add in that buffer time. Like you talked about and especially not forgetting to put in that white space into your calendar, as well as that, that super thinking time, like you talked about giving your brain a, a question to answer or a problem to solve and giving yourself an opportunity to, come up with some ideas and stuff like that and then also realizing that you know working more hours is not you know that's not the um, necessarily the solution to a bigger business and a bigger impact it's about like you just said Neil, creating the value of that's where the business is going to grow that's how you're going to have the bigger impact and the, and help more people and increase the revenue in the process for anything there
2: no i think you got it
1: nailed it okay cool nailed it <laughs>
2: I'm good
1: student. student. Thank you. (laughs) I was also taking notes here as as we were, as we're chatting. I know that I have listeners right now who are like, look, I want to, you know, I want to talk to Neil. I want to work with Neil. I want to connect with her more. What are the best places for them to connect with you? If somebody wants to set up a a free call with you, how should people connect with you?
2: Yeah, I think the easiest way for just to have them go to my website and, I'll have a specific link for them to connect with me from this episode. Okay. So let's have them go to www.neilwilliams.com forward slash Rick. Okay. And Neil is N E I L L, NeilWilliams.com forward slash Rick.
1: Cool. Guys, it's Neil Williams, N E I L L Williams, W I L L I A M S dot com forward slash Rick. I'll link that up in the show notes for the episode here today as well. Neil, thank you so much. Like I said, I took a bunch of notes for myself very selfishly, but this is like, I totally geek out about this stuff. And I know that based on all the questions that I get from listeners and from my students and stuff like that, this is gonna help a lot of people. So thank you, Neil, I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Rick.
1: Hey, don't forget, if you're an online expert, meaning you're a course creator, you're a coach, you're a consultant, you're an online educator, and you've already achieved a certain level of success in your business, but you're now spinning your wheels to get to the next level, then I want to invite you to apply for my six month accelerator mastermind, which kicks off next month. So just to be clear, this is not a Facebook ads mastermind. This is your one stop shop for cohesive growth coaching. That's going to help you take your online business to the next level. Coaching, accountability, support, and community. It's application only. So if you want to apply, go to rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. Okay. Coming up on the podcast, I've got an an interview with my good buddy, Craig Valentine. Craig has been on the podcast twice before, and we are going to be talking about how to create the perfect week formula. This is another productivity episode where we're talking all about how to create your ideal business around your life. And Craig is somebody I've followed, one of my mentors for, geez, 10 years now. And he's just an amazing person, amazing entrepreneur, really super, super smart. He's somebody that I go to a lot for help. And uh, he's just a master at getting things done in less time. So that's coming up for you in Wednesday's episode. Thank you so much for listening today, my friend. I'll see you right back here for the next episode here on the Art of Online Business podcast.